Socialites, and welcome back to the Social Studies Podcast, the podcast where we study being social by being social. Wow, 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 wow. Kindergarten Town is nothing short of wild. Let me tell you, it's been a week. It's been a week. They are nonstop, nonstop. Let me tell you, okay? Somebody the other day, too, though, this is like the weird thing with kindergarten. It's like, absolutely psychotic but at the same time you love it like I super love it somebody was like doesn't this make you never want to have kids I'm actually the exact opposite like I'm about to start poking holes in condoms over here like literally my ovaries are erupting I got baby fever a little bit I'm like over here, like more her again. I'm not getting any younger, okay? All my girlfriends say we only have a certain amount of time that this is gonna be possible. I understand their parts are different, but all of our cycles have sank, and I now need a baby. Also, two of the other kindergarten teachers have had babies on maternity leave. That's our kindergarten team. It's, um, how do you say, real new, real new. All the kindergarten vets are gone, so I am doing this thing. Dory once taught me. It's called Just Keep Swimming. Don't know if you ever heard of it, but that's basically kindergarten in a nutshell. So we're just gonna <laughs> fake it till you make it. Any first-year teachers listening to this, just so you know, fake it till you make it. Just that's all you got to do till you get to this point of confidence where you're just like, I got this kind of, or at least be able to say, I got this with the conviction that you really do. So people think you know what you're doing. You never, uh, never are you ever going to know what you're doing because shit just goes backwards at the most unopportune times and you're just going to have to roll the punches. Great story. Great story about that coming up. But before I get into it, Gotta say hey to the new Patreon fans. Hey, Miss Wallet, I see you. Rhonda, just Rhonda, no last name, just Rhonda. Kimberly Hutchinson. Soroya Fumero. Ooh. Sor- Soraya. Soraya. Ooh, Soraya, you just, mm, I love that name. It sounds like food. And I'm hungry for some Soraya, let me tell you. Brianna Kuntz, hey. Aaron Wilde, hey. Ashley Knudsen, hey. What's up? Welcome to the Patreon, you guys. You guys can be Patreon fans, too, if you're not. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. It's how we keep the podcast going. I actually posted links to the, the first shows of the tour in there. Oh, yeah. Haven't posted anywhere else, but they're there in Patreon. Capacity restrictions, so if you want tickets, make sure you get there. Also, we have a Patreon-only teacher comedy show coming up on Zoom at the end of April. It's only for Patreon fans, so if you want it, get over to patreon.com slash Dombrowski. I don't think anything could have prepared me for this week. I, in retrospect, I had been retrospect, retrospect. 
I also am seeing you guys calling me out for my oral typos that are happening on the Instagram. You know what? We're just going to roll with it. Fake it till you make it. I'm going to sit here and act like I know what I'm saying. And you're just going to deal with it. Thank you. I've heard that kindergartners like lie. They lie. How do I say it? All the time. But the thing about their lying is there's like white lies and then there's sociopathic, I'm going to absolutely convince you that this story is true lying. That every kindergartner is capable of that, just so everyone knows, okay? I have this girl, she's like Mrs. Does Good all of the time, never does anything wrong. It's morning meeting. We're sharing. She shares with the class that her dog died. Back it up. Not just a dog. Golden retriever that her parents had before she was born that her parents had when they started dating. And it has been with this little girl her whole life. So as she begins to tell this story, I'm like, hold on. Let me go grab the paper towel because it's going to absorb more liquid than any of the Kleenex in this room. (sighs) My eyes were swollen. A dam was about to break and come out of my face. That's how close I was to bawling my face off as this little girl is telling the class about her golden retriever that died. Not only that, she is a strong, independent woman. The class is like, we're so sorry. They're all so sweet. We're so sorry. That is so sad. I I once had a pet ant. He died because I set him on fire with a magnifying glass. Like, that's what's happening in the class. She then turns to go. She's like, it's okay. It was her time. She lived a long, meaningful life. That's an exact quote. She lived a long, meaningful life. At this point, I'm just like, please, I'll go out to recess So I could have a moment here. I've never met your dog, but I am in shambles. Okay. They go to recess. While the kids are at recess, I sent the mom an email. I was just like, hey, I'm so sorry. I know that pets are a part of the family. Uh, Trust me, I get it. If you need anything, please let me know. I'm here for you. This is a partnership. 50-50, baby. Whatever you need, we got it. You want me to come over and bring you a couple bottles of wine? You got it. All right? Can't handle going to pick up the dog's ashes? I'll swing by after work. You you're gonna you need a few minutes to get yourself together before you come pick up your kid? No problem. I got coloring sheets in the back. Let me know when you're on your way. But also try to get here before five because if you think I'm gonna get stuck in traffic because of this dog, that's where I draw the line. Anyway, send her this sweet email. She emails me back and says, that's weird. Our dog died two and a half years ago. Just to put that into perspective for you, that's half the time this sociopathic lying kindergartner has even been alive. You haven't even been alive long enough to be able to lie through your teeth this good, girlfriend. Give me some of those skills. I got an Emmy and an Oscar that's waiting for me, and I need some of whatever you got in that bag of tricks. Also, 
Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me right now? This whole time we're talking about a dog that you didn't even have the brain capacity to remember because you were two years old, couldn't even talk. And you're going to bring this up like it happened last night? No. No. Put that right up there with the list of things I absolutely cannot handle. In a matter of 25 minutes, this girl took me on one of the biggest emotional roller coasters that I've ever been on. I was about to cry in front of a room full of five-year-olds. I'm sorry, what? What? Do you realize that I would have had to live with that? forever <laughs> yeah jokes on you back to your seat i'm not believing anything you say anymore so keep that in mind sweet cheeks for a minute though i thought this was just me right but i ended up putting this on instagram the stories that some of you have told me about your kindergartner i I can't even hit. This is moms telling me about their kindergartners. This is teachers telling me about former students. This is people digging up information and telling me about their own personal life journey. These are amazing. This one was insane. This woman wrote me and said, okay, in my second year of teaching, I came across a student crying and asked her what was wrong. She said her parents' rent were raised $1,000 and her birthday was coming up. She wasn't going to be able to get a gift. I asked her what it was she wanted for her birthday. Long story short, this was completely untrue and the parents were very confused at parent-teacher conferences. That is, we're going to be watching true crime documentaries about that kid. Watch, mark my words. Here's another one. This one blew my mind. When I was in kindergarten, we were learning about Squanto and the Pilgrims. I told my whole class that my mom, who was a teacher in the same school I was at, had dated Squanto while in college. <laughs> my family still brings it up. That's unbelievable. Here's another good one. I teach third grade. The other day, one of my students was reading a book on Epic, and he says to me, I really love reading this book because it's teaching me about a boat that my great-great-grandpa helped make. I said, wow, that's so cool. What book is it? I looked at his computer. He was reading about Noah's Ark. Oh, your great-great-grandpa, huh? Your great-great-grandpa. Did his name happen to be Noah? Did he happen to get a small little dove that flew out of nowhere while he was in the middle of the ocean and bring him an olive branch? That great, great grandpa, the great, great grandpa that I had to listen to every Easter in my Catholic school days. That great, great grandpa, two by two, little kid. And by two by two, those two little feet better be walking out this classroom. Uh-uh. That's too much. That's too much. Here, here's a good one. This girl just straight up rats out her brother. These are adults who are telling me this story, mind you. When my brother was in first grade, my mom went to a special performance they were having. The teacher was introducing each child and giving a little background about them. I can't even. 
The teacher said, my brother loved playing outside, eating mac and cheese, and playing with his dog, Scrambled Eggs. We didn't have a dog, and his name certainly was not Scrambled Eggs. This is, this is wrong. This is wrong. Here's another good one. In my second year of teaching, I had a kid tell me that his cat died. When I asked how, his, he told me that his mom fell down the stairs and landed on it. I totally thought, okay, this kid is lying. Anyway, when I chatted with the mom at pickup, she confirmed that, in fact, it happened. And I couldn't contain myself, and I legitimately burst out into laughter. Wheezing-type laughter in front of this mother. Oh, my God. She fell down the stairs and killed the family pet cat. And it was true. I for sure would have called bullshit on that one, too. I would have went up to the mom already laughing. Okay, here's another story for you. And this one did happen to me this week. Uh, Like, out of nowhere, okay? So we're working on how to stories in class. You know, like we're teaching them how to make how to stories. Also, sidebar, I made the fatal mistake of letting them pick their own topics. Like, I thought they were going to pick cute stuff like how to make peanut butter and jelly, how to ride my bike. I have two kids who are doing how to go potty. How to go potty? I also took the time to tell them that their cover of these how-to books needed to be captivating to catch the reader's attention. That's how you decide if you're going to read a book or not, so make it really captivating. The cover of How to Go Potty is a really well-detailed toilet with really, like, a brown-green inside of it. I don't don't know exactly what is in the book How to Go Potty, but I think the title needs to be changed to How to Survive an Exorcism because whatever is in that potty, that came out of something evil. You got demons deep inside your colon if that's what's happening when you're learning how to go potty. Okay, little one, get out of here. Pick a new topic, I think, but also... How to Go Potty is sort of great and also does need to be written because some of y'all are still working on it. There's been one too many accidents this week, all right? So when How to Go Potty is published, you're all getting a copy. Praise Jesus, the end. So we're doing the how-to books. I have this another little girl. She is so sweet. Like, oh my God, so, so, so sweet. And she's very imaginative. She has got... Ooh, wow. Just super imaginative. I, okay, she's the type of kid where the rest of the kids are out there and they're like, let's play tag. And she's like, let's play red-tailed hawks. Like that. (laughs) That's her. That's what I'm describing, okay? Very imaginative, very creative, but doesn't like writing. She's never defiant about it. She just doesn't do it until you're like, okay, you like go over, have a little one-on-one time. You're like, okay, we're going to get started. She's like, oh yeah, okay. Like totally forgot. No, you didn't. But anyway, she doesn't like it. She's told us she absolutely doesn't like it. So I go over to look at her how-to writing. And for one of the only times, she's like super on task, working her little butt off over there, just writing away. And I go over to check to see what she's writing to help, see if she needs help or anything like that. And I noticed all of her writing was just, it was like, random sticks, occasional circles were in there, very shape-oriented, very jagged, completely illegible, no idea what it was. I even had to look, I'm like, are these letters of any kind? No, they were not. 
This is the type of writing that I would submit to an art festival. Let's just put it that way, okay? So I looked at her. I'm like, um, so what's all this? And she looked up at me. She said, oh, um, I thought that I would write my story in Japanese. Oh, you, okay, you thought you would write it in Japanese? There's a few problems here. One, I don't speak Japanese. I definitely don't read Japanese. So that's going to be an issue when I go to grade your work. Also, none of the kids in the class speak Japanese. So when we do our sharing of our stories, no one's going to read this. Other really big problem, you don't speak Japanese. I know for a fact that you don't speak Japanese because I went through your records and it says you're monolingual. All right. You don't speak Japanese. And also, I'm pretty sure this one, you just drew a smiley face, which I'm 100% sure is not a Japanese letter. But great job trying to get out of this one. That was creative. That was creative and it was clever. A for effort on that. But I'm going to have to ask you to redo this and just write it in standard American English for me. If you could, if that's not so, if that's not too hard to ask, you know, by all means, I don't want to put you out of your element by asking you to write in the language that I taught in the entire day. Okay. But thank you for keeping us cultured. They are. They're 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 mostly all monolingual. I do have a couple bilingual students. I have one trilingual student who speaks English, Spanish, and German. Uh he is five and makes me feel very inferior to his intellect. Just gonna just gonna throw that out there for that one. But at our school the language that the kids are learning is French. There is French every Friday. They're always learning French. They love French. I think it's really great. I love watching them learn French. But they have French from kindergarten all the way to fifth grade. So there's a new French teacher, and he is French. Like He is French-French. Like, no French fries, no French toast. He's legitimately French from France. When he speaks, I'm like, are you teaching the kids French or are you reading a French smut novel? Because the way that these words make me feel internally um, is alarming. I'm having an emotional reaction. I'm sweating from the way that you speak. Could listen to you speak at all hours of the day. Please don't stop. Thank you kindly. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It makes me think I want to speak French. Anyway, so his way of teaching is great. It's called I'm not going to speak English. Okay. Uh, but while French is being taught, all the specialists, they're doing a great job this year, you guys. I got to tell you, the specialist teachers at my school are killing it. They're like all little PBS workers and they got their own channel because they teach from their office in the school and we project it from Zoom onto our big screen and then the kids do whatever it is. That's for art, gym, French, 
All of it, okay? It's cool, and they're killing it. Music, it's amazing. So he gets up there, right? And he's only speaking French. And before school started, he's like, oh yeah, just like walk around and help the kids. I'm like, cool, no problem. Uh, Didn't know you were only speaking French. And there's an issue here. I don't speak French. But guess who speaks French? My entire class. So they're like listening away, listening, just like super into it, watching him. I don't know what this man said, but I swear to God, I'm pretty sure he told the kids, if you need help at this exact second, raise your hand and start screaming for help and your teacher will come help you. They shot their hands up out of nowhere. They're all looking at me. They're like, help, Mr. D, I don't know what I'm doing. So I like go over to them. They have this paper in front of them and it's got all the different members of the family, but no pictures. I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm, I have not a clue how to help any of you. You guys could probably be better off figuring this out on your own. Oh, but what's that? They're five and they're about to have straight up panic attacks if I don't fix this situation. So I'm like trying to listen to the directions, trying to listen to keywords. Nothing. I don't know anything this guy's saying, okay? So I'm like, there's got to be something that he's going to say. And all of a sudden he says, Sizzle or something. I, I'm probably butchering this in my head. He said, Sizzle. I'm like, that sounds like scissors. I go grab my scissors. I turn around. I look at the screen. He's dangling a pair of scissors. I'm like, <laughs> holy shit. I speak French now. So I'm like cutting. I'm watching the directions, sort of picking up on what he's doing. I make these little snippets on all of their papers. You guys, I butchered every single one. I like cut the grandma in half. Like there was no grandma on this sheet of family members. They were distraught. They were screwed. They're like, what are we going to do? How are we going to handle this? So I mute the French teacher and I'm like, look at me. Everyone look at me. I go, I don't speak French. I don't know. Back to English, everybody. Don't respond to me in French. Okay. La fromage in the classroom. All right. Silencer. Silencer. So false. No talking. No more talking from the jargon. So that's enough. I go. I need you all to chill out right now. I said it just like that. They're like, oh shit, he's kind of being for serious right now. They all take a seat. I'm like, I first of all don't speak French. I have absolutely no idea what he's saying or what any of you are saying. So I need to switch to English real quick. If you need my help, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. If you raise your hand and say, help me, help me, I'm definitely not coming over there. And if you raise your hand and say, help me, help me in French, definitely, definitely not coming over there because I also didn't know what you said. Raise your hand. I'll be there around in a second. Anyway, by the time I have this little come to Jesus talk with all the kids, the Monsieur has just completely finished the project. I have no idea what's happening. So I was just like, we're going to switch from French. We're going to travel all the way over to Japan because that girl's writing in Japanese anyway. Let's bring it all together. We used the paper. We made a little origami. Oh, yeah, we did. Turn those papers into origami walruses. I have not done origami since I was friggin' 12 years old. I whipped this shit out from the 
depths of my spinal cord. I swear to God. And I was just like, this is the the paper's the perfect page. Turned on the little projector screen. Boop, boop, boop. They're all quiet. They're like, hell yeah, we're doing origami walruses. Got the class back together. I said it once and I said it again. I can kindergarten. You either can be a kindergarten teacher or you can't. I can do it. I know a lot of you listening are like, oh yeah, that's the stuff. Pull some bullshit out of nowhere. (laughs) Redirect the whole class. Get them back on task. It doesn't matter what you're doing. End the nightmare. Make it easy. Let's go. Oh, here's another I can kindergarten situation that happened this week. The playground situation at this school is very like DC Discovery Zone, if you will. There is a lot of room for error on the playground, right? I have my class down in one area. Another teacher has her class over in another area. And your class has to play with each other, not the only class, because social distancing and all of that. Okay. I'm down with my class. This teacher's got her class in a completely separate area. All of a sudden, she comes running at me. She's got another kid who's just bleeding profusely out of his friggin' face. I'm looking at this kid. I'm like, what mobster did you double cross, okay? Like, because someone just pistol whipped you in the side of the face. I'm pretty sure of it. He's like bleeding. She's like, she's like, watch my class, watch my class. The worst nightmare happens, which is this. One me, two classes of kindergarten. Now, this is a do or die moment. I looked out on this playground and I'm like, you have two choices, Joe. You either let all these kids play together so that you can handle everything. But if you do that, you're risking your life because I'm pretty sure that one's going to tie two jump ropes together. This one's going to wrap them around your feet. The next thing you know, you're going to be tied to a tetherball pole. They're going to be chanting around you. What do we want? Chicken nuggets. When do we want them? Now! Lord of the Flies is about to play itself out on this playground and your ass is going down, okay? One huge man, 40-something kindergartners, you're friggin' toast. Or I can rely on the fact that I can't kindergarten, which is what I did. I quickly, I was like, kindergarten, kindergarten. Yes, yes. My class, line up. I looked at the other class. I'm like, ooh, can you line up better? They're like, hell yeah, we can. They lined up way better. I'm like, my class, they look better than you. My class is like, no, they're not. Watch this. And they just got totally silent. And the other class is like, no, we can get better. I didn't even ask them to do that. They sat on the ground in a straight, silent line, crisscross applesauce. I didn't even have to say anything. I looked at my class. They did it too. And then they're all silent, 40-something kids just looking up at me like, what are we going to do next? To which my brain, I'm pretty sure I shit my pants at this point. I was so nervous. I didn't know what I was doing. So I started acting like a mime. And I took one hand and started fake spraying window washing fluid on a window. And I took the other hand and I would wipe it down. And then I'd look at them like, now you do it. And then they're all silent, spraying their fake spray bottles, wipe it down the window. And then I like threw it. And I'm like, now I'm going to pet a fake horse. And I look at them. They're all silent, petting a fake horse. Before you know it, the other kindergarten teacher comes around the corner, ready to take her class back. Hell yes. 
Hell yes. You fed me to the wolves and I tamed them, girl. I tamed them. You want to know why? Because I can kindergarten. Is Are any of you listening a tattoo artist? If you are, I'm coming down to your shop. You're going to tattoo that shit right on the inside of my lip. I can kindergarten. Uh, that is our saying. If you're a kindergarten teacher, a former kindergarten teacher, you're a mom of a kindergartner, student-to-be kindergartner of a former kindergartner, you need to say, I can kindergarten. Because it takes a very special type of person to survive this type of chaos. And let me tell you, there is no dull moment. Ooh-wee. Woo. God. Well, I'm happy that I survived this week. What a week. Never a dull moment in kindergarten. Never a dull moment. Hey, I want to let you guys know, too. It is tough. I tell you every week, teaching is hard. But you know what else is hard? Nursing. Do you know what else is hard? Being a CEO boss babe that you are listening to this. You know what else is hard? Being a parent. You know what else is hard? Being a single parent. Whatever you're doing, it's friggin' hard. I'm going to remind you every week, make time for yourself. Take time for yourself this week. Get a good laugh in. You deserve it. It's the absolute best medicine around. With that, you guys know that I pick a winner every week. Somebody who uh, posted a screenshot of themselves listening to the podcast, posted it on Instagram and tagged me. When you win, you get a Mr. D swag pack. So you get a shush fan, um, quiet mama needs a minute candle. You get an after school snack shot glass. I have a beaded lanyard in there for you for your ID badge or whatever you want. I got some other cool stuff in there too. This week's great. This week's great. Caitlin Sparkles took a picture listening to the podcast and she quoted me in what I said last week. She said, just remember, you are a person before you are a teacher. Then she said, thanks. Now I'm crying, not from the laughter. And I'm like, get it, girl. Take some time for you. You are. You're a person first. You're a person first. Don't you forget it. Caitlin Sparkles, I'm sending you a Mr. D swag pack. It sounds like you need it, babe. Sounds like you need it. You guys can win one too. Go ahead. Just take a screenshot of yourself listening to the podcast. Take a little picture of that logo. Post it. Put it next to a picture of you. Put it next to something funny. Say something funny. Say something funny. That usually catches my attention. And tag me on Instagram or Facebook or wherever. At... Mr. D times three. That's M-R-D-T-I-M-E-S. And don't forget, at the end of April, we got a Zoom teacher comedy show coming up for our Patreon fans. So if you want, please become a Patreon fan. That's how we keep the podcast going. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. All right, you guys, I think I need a drink. I deserve a drink. All right. So I'm going to go have me one and make some time for me. I love you guys so much. And I'll see you next week. Bye.